welcome to Just Two Black Girls, a safe space to talk about all the things we experienced in life. A space where we laugh, cry, grow, and heal. I'm Destiny. And I'm Shanae. And, and this, this is Just, Just Two Black, Black Girls. Do you know what that means? Hi guys, and welcome back to Just Two Black Girls. <laughs> We're talking about independence. But we decided to put a little twist on it today. Um, twist. Who's the twist? Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little shy. Hi, uh, me, Corwin. Yeah, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Um, my name is Corwin Matthews. Not, not the government. Oh, sorry, y'all. I'm Corwin. I go by Big C in the streets. If you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you that. Yes, they did. This is definitely no, we call you big C. I can I, I name two pieces of information, definitely. Um, what is it? I'm 22 years old. I'm from 757. Stop. Um, you not from 757. You know what? Okay, um, go ahead. Continue. Let me continue. Who's birth certificate to 757? Me. That's it that's does. crazy. That's Zena yeah. over there as fuck. That's crazy. That's Zena over there as fuck. This is my birth certificate. Says Lagos, Nigeria. You trying to come for me? I'm not trying to come for you. I'm just saying. finish your introduction. <laughs> wow, you're gonna eat it. Uh, uh, I am a recent graduate from George Mason, and I now work at Georgetown University. Oh, big bird, yeah. Georgetown Period. University as an academic affairs coordinator. Oh, big bird. Um, yeah, and I'm you know in the city, you know Northern Virginia, Alexandria. Yeah, so just chilling and growing. Yeah, glad to know that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Corman. So, so this is basically gonna be a grilling of you, but also really? no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm about to cook you. I'm up. trolling. I'm trolling. It's just because like a hot dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> a conversation about independence. Mm-hmm. So, like, what does independence mean to everyone? We'll start with our guest. Period. Go ahead. Big C in the streets, Lisa. Go ahead. Oh my gosh, Big C in the street. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, independence, I think, is it's a lot of different ways you can view it. There's, you know, financial independence, social independence, um, intellectual independence, emotional, I mean, different various ways. I would say it's just fully being comfortable and trustworthy in yourself and mm-hmm. your capabilities. In all different aspects, wholeheartedly. So it's like I know I can be financially independent, socially independent, emotionally independent, and do what I need to do and handle myself and grow in the way that I want to do. And then grow in the ways that I want to. So yeah. So that's like independence to me. I feel like a lot of us have at least one or a few of those aspects, but essentially, especially in the way today is we still have that heavy reliance on other people. Um not to say having relationships isn't is being fully reliant, but it doesn't negate the fact that you can still be independent yourself. Mm-hmm. We can get into that. Don't worry, I have a question about that oh too. Goodness. I have a question about that too. Um, I guess I'll go next. I think like a lot of the stuff is like similar to what Corbin said, but um, I think like independence, all that stuff, but also knowing when to be able to like strong enough to ask for that help that you need, um, because you can be independent, be independent, be independent. And then kill yourself being independent and be drowning underwater and then wonder why like no one's helping you 
but it's because like you have trained yourself to be like so independent that you don't ask or reach out for like help when you need it type shit. And finally, me. They didn't really leave much room on the floor for me, but that's okay. Um, when I think of independent, I think of an individual who can do it all on their own. Yeah. Bro, you just got your own shit, bro. Real life. You're not depending on mommy and daddy no more. You got your shit together. You're not depending on no man, no girl, no nothing. You got your own shit. You can handle your own. Now, that's all I'm going to say about independence. Codependence, that's a different episode for another day. I have a question about that. Codependence and independence? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we'll get to that in this episode. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> do, do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll address... So... I wanted to know, being newly grad, living on your own, how do you cope with, like, emotional stressors? Mm. Damn, that's a deep question. Um, no, for sure. Emotional stressors, that, I think, touches back to the previous point of why I have friendships and relationships. So, like, you all and my other friends in the area, because it, it gets stressful, at times, whether it's between work or personal and just, you know, being alone. And that impacts your health a lot. And I think I, I learned a lot from senior year at college where I was, like, dealing with a lot of stressors and finding out how to be resilient and navigating them. But I also realized for now I have to rely more on those relationships that I kind of took for granted being in a college setting. Um so the stressors, I either rely on, and like I said, you all, and am finding you all on what's going on. Corin, don't text me. Uh, continue. Text him? Continue. Okay. Continue. <laughs> okay. If she's texting um, me, you're not replying. That's beef. No, because not texting Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, it also comes down to work. You know, I have people that work like and I'm building relationships, work, and connection. Mm. Everything. You know what? <laughs> We are now, 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 now. See, if Corwin texted me, I wouldn't know what the joke was. Continue. You know, <laughs> just keep like a hot dog. Too. Just keep like pushing. a hot dog. It's okay. Continue. Just, just keep pushing. Okay, keep pushing. Uh, um, and I found to I, I found I'm more resilient to myself in terms of emotional stressor. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is you know just realizing. You're doing what you're doing, and you know, fuck it. Period. It's just like you know, what you did, you did the best. It happened. You know, shit happens, but then also you got to do what you can, and whatever's on your reach, you got to just let it go. And that's always been a hard thing for me. But I think now once I'm like, okay, shit, can't go there, can't do that, can't do this, whatever, or engage in that. So I just move and press on, and I realize. I have to give myself grace because I'm only 22. Period. Period. I'm a child, so I'm like, if I didn't get it now, I'm like, that's how the rest of my life to go through. So, yeah. That was a good answer. So for somebody who like, sorry, a follow up follow up question to my question. Mm-hmm. So I have, do you think living alone is a, an experience that everybody should experience? Like in the sense of like. Before I'll use my like me personally, mm-hmm. it's like 
I want to live alone because I just, realistically, I just never, I don't think I've ever like, I mean, yes, I was the only child, but I live, I never, I've always wanted to know what is it like to live alone? And I feel like, yes, I can hear everybody's story, but do you feel like living alone is something that everybody should experience before they move in with a significant other or a long-term partner? You know, we don't want to, you know, push anybody out the window, got to keep the window open. Hell yes. Okay. That is an essential part. I would even say that's an essential part of- Like for like six months or like a year? Being independent, huh? Like for like six months or like a year? I say for even a few years. I think, and the reason I say that is because I find it kind of an aspect of self-love and self-independence. When you are legit, I have those nights where I'm just sitting in my room and I am just like thinking, I'm just like, what to do next? And like, I always have a problem with like decision-making and it's like, do I make the decision? Do I stay inside? Do I go out today? Where do I go? What do I do? And I have to like sometimes plan it out or sometimes just go in the whim on what I'm feeling. Um, And when you're living alone, you get to explore it is kind of scary but you get to explore the deeper aspects of yourself and be like there's gonna be times where you are gonna be alone whether that's by if you want to or not so just putting yourself in that and knowing it is like a great growing aspect it's like i overcame that i found out more about myself what i like i now appreciate my me time more for myself but i also of course you know in the future if i do get a significant other moving with them that'll be great too so it's like even with your significant other you should still always have that balance of I need my time, bro. Like, I need this. Like, I like, what is it, the, the TikTok trend of people, like, in, like, two-bedroom apartments and then one bedroom's for the girl. One yeah, I have that. That's what I that, want to live in. Yes. And I think that is great. And you have a little sleepover and stuff and this and that. Yeah. I think that is a way of also, like, healing inner childhood trauma, but then also, you know, giving yourself a space for your own things to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's 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 an aspect of self-care, self-love and self-care. Um and living by yourself now how long you want to do that of course is up to you but i think at some point two weeks we have to let it go because think about it our entire lives throughout high school college and even some post-grad we're living or around people in community but when you're truly isolated as a human being you're dealing with one of the hardest one of the hardest um adversaries one of the hardest obstacles i say that obstacles Mm -hmm. in life of being alone Mm. and it's scary but you find out, wow, I really did. I know what to do now. I know how to handle myself and take care of myself despite being alone. Yeah. So yeah. it's scary, but you feel like, damn, I really did that. Yeah. I really am here and now I know myself more and I can give myself way more when I get this relationship or move with this person. Mm. Yeah, I definitely think like living with people, you can like rely on them for like a lot of things, like when it comes to like hanging out and all that stuff. But like mm. when you live alone, it's just like, okay, I can still hang out with my friends, but it's not like as convenient as just like walking next door. Like you have to be like, okay, let me plan like when people see. So I definitely think it's like more like you like definitely like a different type of independence. Cause like when you live with people, you can still be independent, but like living alone is like a true, like I'm all alone. You go in the kitchen, there's no one there. You know what I'm There was no one there, but there's no one there. There's no one there. So yeah, I definitely get that. I'd just like to bring your point back, circle back to the whole living living with your partner and then like 
two separate bedrooms. So I've always had that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm the type of person I've never seen myself married, and it has a there's like a rabbit hole for that. Mm-hmm. But when I did get comfortable with the idea of like me getting married and you know pursuing love or whatever, or love pursuing me rather. <laughs> Anyways, um. I always said I wanted if I live in a house with a, I need to have my own bedroom. People thought I was crazy, but now look at that. Like you, I think it's funny now because I see it more often. Like people, are like, oh, I live. This is my husband's room. And this is my room, or this is my boyfriend's room. And this is my room, and it's just like it literally has to. Mine is stems from me being an only child mm-hmm. and not having to share shit. Never had to share nothing in my life. And you know what? I always said I want a sibling. Looking back at it and looking at everybody else's life, who had to share something? Mm-mm, it's not for me. I don't got time to share parents' love. It's just not for me. It's not for me. I'm a very selfish individual when it comes to attention. I will admit that. I will admit that. That's a big admitment on the internet. And finish your point. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, I think it's just, I think it's just funny, but I also think it's like, it's nice that you brought that up in the sense of like having that me time, that independence. It's like, you still have that independence, but you still have that relationship as well. It's just like, this is me and this is us. There's a, and you get to choose. Yes. It's like I'm coming. I, hey, can I come over for a sleepover? Like that's so cute. Yeah, it's not. It's the cutest thing ever. And then I, one of my goals is to be. It's called Dinks. It's when oh, double income, income, no kids. kids. I would yeah. love to do that. But I think that when you what also, double income, no kids. So two people who are like married or together, two incomes, but they don't have any kids, so they get to spend money on whatever they want. So they're called Dinks. It's the thing. It's on TikTok and everything. I saw. It. I was like, "Oh wow, shit!" I'd rather. Aren't you supposed to be a dink before you have kids? Well, yeah, but they're like, we don't want kids. It's just us two double. Income. Oh, you don't want kids. I you don't mean, want kids. I don't know. I don't. I probably wouldn't want to have. I would adopt. I would definitely adopt. I feel. I feel more confident. You adopt. wouldn't want a surrogate. I would be a really great surrogate, mommy. No, because I'm like this. Bringing kids into this world is already a lot, and especially the way society is going. I'd rather just. Adopt what if I did it for free? I feel like I, I feel like adoption is much better. But you I, would be adopting. It would just be your kid from the birth. You could just pick it and choose. I mean, that might be something depending on when my, you know, my partner happens down the line. But I think I want to adopt first. Yeah, I think is it? I grew up around the adoption system. I'm not saying I was, but <laughs> I saw like the hardships of it. And I'm just like, wow, like the love that's missing here, and sometimes it's very hard mm. knowing that like they either end up dead. Or in prison, what? Or homeless? Yeah, a lot. Whoa. There's Whoa. a lot of statistics, especially I saw within Virginia. I learned this in high school. Um, that homeless uh, adoption pipeline can even lead to death, homelessness, or um, incarceration. Because that's especially when that should have been my pico question. See, especially when they're older, um, that can happen. Especially for like recidivism and stuff like that. It's, let's say like they deem it as like a problem child or this or that. Mm-hmm. Which, as soon as you turn 18, you're instantly out of the system. I saw a TikTok that said you can file for something and it can like help you out with like more support and resources afterwards. But essentially, um, yeah, that's what happens. And I don't want that. And I would love to adopt a child or a teenager if need be and just be like, hey, like, here is the help, the love, and everything that you were probably denied on. And I just want to help to see you grow and everything like that. So I would, I would adopt. And then if a child, if my partner really did want like a biological child, we can go ahead and maybe do that if I'm also comfortable with it. But I would have that conversation way before we got married or together. Um, so yeah. But yeah, I'd say yeah, I'd like right. to say I was going back to your point. Oh damn! Because you touched on 
um, you're like, I don't want to share myself. I want this now. You grew up as an only child. Mm -hmm. That is also an unintentional, uh, what is it? Uh, it's like an unintentional skill that you have of being, like, being selfish and being more protective of your space and energy. You unintentionally learn that and develop that as a skill. So now it's like, hey, like I still want my space even when I'm older and stuff. So in a way that unintentionally worked out in terms of your your growth later on in life, you'd be like, hey, I need this. I know we're together. I know we're doing this now, but I need this. I don't want to share this. I'm strict in how I want things set up. I still love you. I still care for you, but I'm going to do what I need to do. Like me, Cations. Mm -hmm. Oh, me in the house. Ah, go away. It doesn't mean the love isn't there. It just means like, hey. Nick's you just not. have like a preserved, <laughs> like a preserved me. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my next question is, what's one thing you hate um living alone in your twenties? Spotify rap. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I see Facetiming you, and I see you. You saw my you Spotify rap. Staring at the ceiling, so I know there's all gonna be things that you hate. Like obviously, like there's a lot of growth that comes out of it, but like. Sometimes growth is uncomfortable, and like there is uncomfortability in living alone. Yeah. Um, I would say what I don't like about it is it's, it is a lot of work. Like almost every day, it's like, damn, I gotta get up and do this and like make this happen. And it's like I feel like I'm getting the pressure of like someone who's like thirty and forty, and I'm like, I'm only I'm only twenty two. Like yeah. I should not be feeling this and. I kind of, I also find myself also sometimes jealous of like how in other cultures and other countries across the world, they get to, you know, live with their parents until they're older and also mm -hmm. still have like the more collectivist culture together. Yeah, it's like more of like a unit. Yes, more yeah. as a collecting, moving unit. It's like, oh, your friend coming over every day is not that uncommon. Sometimes even living with you can be. Um, whereas here, especially in the city, it's more, you know, individualistic, yeah. focus on you, you gotta get your shit done. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just scary because sometimes being alone at night, just being like, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, that's why I always like to call everyone every day. Like, how you doing? Let's have a check-in. I'm like, hey. Yeah, I was like, oh, just supposed to talk. I was like, Corey just supposed to talk. I'm like, why is he calling me at like midnight for work? See, I would call it and be like, hey, what's up? This and that. Never me. Uh, you call me? Not in no damn minute. They got me in my sleep. You call me in the day? I'm at school. In the day, in the afternoon? I don't have a life. You, you call me now? No, out. you're in my face. You're in my room. Mm. It's, it's a two-way phone today. You know, Corwin and I text each other every three months. And it's always positive things. So, we text. We we connect on other levels. We don't need to talk to each other. Every I think when we see each other, it's just, I can look at you and look at me and be like, mm. we sit in the sunset. It's just like, mm. like it's mm. been one of those. It's been one of those. Yeah, but um, I think, uh, I mean, honestly, you answered both of my questions. Um, I didn't really have another question because I was expecting Destiny. I have three more. To, okay, there she go. Um, so there she go. Independence, codependence, and hyper-independence. Um, Whoa. Where do you find that question at? I made it up. Damn. Let me so, lay down. I'm gonna define it. <laughs> independence, obviously, like you're being by yourself, yeah, yeah, independent. Codependency, you're depending on someone else, whether that's like in a relationship or like mm -hmm. other aspects, like your friendship, and you're like very dependent on them, or other aspects of that. 
Um, hyper independent is what a lot of people for Sean Rock. And then I said what I said. She's not hyper independent. She's dependent. She's hyper dependent. Yeah. She's hyper dependent. Yeah, I said independent. Like you're. Oh, I'm, I can do it myself. I don't need you. I'm like. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Didn't okay, look she's, not, she's not hyper independent at all. That girl is dependent to a so deep. Like I'm not her. So that. <laughs> I'm not her. So D, you said D. Independent. Independent. Yeah. Sorry. So I extremely like independent. Like, I don't need no one. I got it on my own moral. I want to the point where it's just like draining. What do you think is the worst or like rank it the three of them? Like, from like. One being the lead. Like, detrimental to like, you know, I don't know how it's scale, but you can make your own scale. In, I would say the top one in my favorite course is regular, just independent. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I would say is the next worst could be, well, second best could be hyper independent. And then I think the worst is being codependent or, yeah, codependent. Um, mm-hmm. Independence, I think, I think a lot of this also stems from childhood raising and trauma, things like that. Again, I always go back to that part. Um, and I think that when we look at those things, being hyper independent, you probably maybe not have had like a really good relationship with your family, or you were at least pushed out and forced to be like the oldest child and handle things or take care of your younger sibling or things like that. And that at least is detrimental towards you, but you do learn a lot because you are going to crash and burn at some point. So you are, you are still learning a lot before that crash and burn to where when you need to pick back up. You still are going to remember what you learned and not hit that point again. It's almost like you know when you get into an accident or so that you learn from your mistakes. You're like, okay, don't last time I did that, again. I crashed to the last, right. Yes, don't do that. But at least I know how to get yeah. start from that point where I crashed and progress on. Um, sometimes you learn from it. Sometimes you don't learn from it. But most of the time, I recognize you. The codependence intense. I think that. It's hard because you're not only reevaluating yourself and your relationships, you're reevaluating your abilities and skills. And you're like, not only like, let's say I was codependent on you, you would be like, uh uh-uh, we got to go ahead and establish a barrier with that. So that'd be another reevaluation of our relationship. Then it'd be a reevaluation of how do I feel about this? How am I going to go about this? Like the panic, the stress, like how can I handle things by myself? It's almost like the typical like plot line of like the, and innocent, independent one, the innocent, cute character, so on and so like that, has to go out into the world and it's so naive and this and that. Um, and it ends up being, it ends up being impactful on them and sometimes even traumatizing. And then there's also the skills of yourself, and you have to reevaluate that and learn a lot of skills that you weren't able to do because you were so codependent on other person. So it's legit. It's almost like losing a limb. Yeah. It's like I really don't know. I have to lose it. How's my relationship with it? And then I have to learn how to function again without it. Yeah. And it's like, that should not be a part of you because when you lose that, it's going to be really hard to do. Yeah. So I would say the best thing to do is to be independent where you have that balance. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, you talked about losing the limb mm-hmm. and then having to learn to regrow without it. Yeah. How does one go about that? I think it's different for everyone. But like, if you had to generalize it, how do you go about that? Or like, what if you've like, let the limb go, 
blood vessels are still attached. Mm. I think that's where you make your decision. Yeah. If you want to let, I don't, just let so like, no, I'm, okay, okay, let me just use yeah, regular words. Yeah, but now analogies killing me, I'm like, I don't know. Sorry, sorry, I got a little technical there. So like, okay, codependence. How do you li- get out of codependency, but still remain in that environment? So, like, if I was codependent on destiny for happiness. Mm-hmm. Excitement. Let's use excitement. You just I tried to make it, like, something, like, realistic. I wouldn't call myself codependent on destiny for excitement, but I know every time she comes to my room, she does bring excitement. So, mm-hmm. say, when I go and live on my own or live wherever I end up living at my grandma's house, and destiny's not there to bring that excitement, how do you... readjust yourself to not having that excitement but not but also not letting that part of your life like wilter away especially if it's like something that brought you happiness how do you find your own excitement because i think there's certain things in life like you have to do with another person in order to get the same result so example if i go out to dinner by myself I'm not talking to nobody because mm-hmm. then I would look crazy. I've done that before. And the lady was concerned about me. But like, if I go out to dinner with Destiny, it is me, you, and Des. Like the other day, if you guys didn't realize he was the first in the third drink, um, say so we go out. And I'm like, that moment, I'm like, I'm talking to you, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. I like to take myself out on dates. Normally, I just like to taste different foods. That's probably what I go for most of the time. But like, how do you find that balance in between? The balance in between. I only ask you because you said your life changed from when you went to Mason to now. It's like I can't fully answer that because I'm still in the growth process. But I can, mm. I can, I can try and I can see because I'm, like I said, I'm still. It's a lot more to learn. Um, mm. I'd say one thing I had to realize is. People look for the exact equivalent and replacement. It's not going to be the exact same. It's mm. going to be different. And sometimes you have to adjust what you really are needing and wanting and slightly curving what you want to what you need in that moment. So let's say, you know, Destiny provided you excitement yeah. and you're like, oh, I miss that excitement. You may realize while you're living by yourself or something like that, maybe I don't need excitement. I just need joy or happiness or something else similar to that. And I have either this other person or I have this activity or hobby or something I can do that brings me that. It won't be the same. And it'll be, you know, acutely changed because of the fact that, you know, you realize you can't have exactly what destiny gave, but it can still be something to help fill that void of what you're missing. So it's almost like, in a way, like changing a diet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're changing it for an alternative that's not going to be the same, but it's still just as good and needed for you. Yeah, self-exploration is, like, what's it called? Um, that's where you, like, figure out, like, what do you like to do by yourself? I think there's a lot of things that a lot of people, like, miss out on, like, mm-hmm. in life. is like, what do you like to do by yourself? I think college was, like, the main, like, time where we, like, got to learn, like, what are we doing for ourselves? What hobbies we like? What do we like to do? Yada, yada, yada. And I feel like some people, like, missed out of that or, like, didn't get to explore as much as, like, like, I know what hobbies I like and stuff like that. And, like, if I'm in a mood where I'm like, hmm, I need to do something fun. 
I'll do those hobbies. I what do you do for fun? Instrumental music, watch TV. What do you do for fun, Corin? Paul, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. What you doing? What you doing? I, I yeah. I like to. I love music. I love to do my nails. Um, I like doing my hair too. I like to go out again with friends, and that's the thing. I'm learning to get off of that. I'm starting now to go for walks. So, but the society being so fucking cold. Um, I love that cold walks. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. your, your lungs be crisp. And uh, <laughs> so I'm actually starting to go to the like do walks, and then I'm trying to go to the gym. Hopefully, refine. Because over the summer, I did like going to the gym back at home. And so where we can go back and find at least a healthy, like that's a prime example, like a healthy replacement for instead of going out, you know, spending money and having spending money, keeping that cushion, spending real money, <laughs> like three hundred dollars brunch money. You know what? We have to bring that into the pocket. <laughs> money. That was a white day. Spending rent money on outside activities. Food, right? Food and drinks, man. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know. I need to stop. So I'm gonna replace that with gym. You know, so at least if I don't go out to drinks, I at least can get some average. Um, <laughs> so I, that's what I like to do. And then I like to call up people. I think still it's a healthy Except connection. for Sinead. Continue. All right, I'm going to call you. If you don't answer, I won't hear nothing. All I have to say is call me after 5 p.m. Call you after 5? That's great because I'll be getting home to sleep. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. That's a, he doesn't call until the nighttime. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what if you're like still trying to figure out what you like? This has become a therapy session for Shanae. If you guys have not realized that by now, it's so a trial like, and error thing. You can't just be like, hmm. you know, you have to try everything to know what you don't like. Everything is temp, but only brings in temporary happiness. Why doesn't it stay? But you're trying to like make permanent happiness, but the happiness is within you. You need to find the happiness in yourself rather than looking for things to make you happy. It take it's trying it over and over again. Yeah. So maybe the first time it kind of sucks. Like let's say go for a walk. First time I listen like, to oh. sad music to make me happy. Yeah, what? <laughs> I actually know. Like no. Like okay, wait. Let's stop. Okay. So a lot of people judge me because I listen to sad music, and like I listen to sad music on repeat. Like it's not a has nothing to do with the actual lyrics of the word. It's just the vibe that it brings. Granted, it brings like a some for me, it brings like a somber, chill vibe. Yes. But for other people, it'd be people be boohooing and sad. Like, get your shit together. I realized that I used to boohoo the sad music when I was sad. But now that I'm not sad anymore, I don't like sad music has no impact on me. Like you don't like Like, I don't try like uh, any sad song anymore. But do you like it? I like sad music. So okay, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I'm not actually sad. Maybe that's the problem. I'm not sad. No, you aren't. Gospel music makes me sad. How about that? Gospel music makes me sad. This morning I cried in my car. Same, I cried at school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm also I'm because you said that, I'm gonna put it in the I'm gonna put it in the story. That's right. That's right. Period. Okay, enough of that. I don't know. Oh, what song. Right. I was about to say, I don't know what song that was, but I'm going to snap. Yeah, no, but I'm just I'm just saying the lyrics that you were going off, honey. I don't know what you're saying. That's doing. not the that's second, not the second course I didn't know. And you <laughs> we fall down. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's it's it, y'all. It just 
that's the hard part about you got to get up and do it again and again so it's like if you don't like it the first time and let's say just something happened and you're just like uh i'm not happy with it you gotta try it again and be like okay let me double check make sure i really don't fuck with it because you'll know if you have that like if you have that spot <laughs> Yeah, if you do it twice, <laughs> if you try it twice and yeah, it don't work out, it don't. Oh, if it if you try it twice and it don't work, you just gotta let it go. We talking about men. Oh, that's another. Yep. Oh no, yeah. we about to get into in, well relationships, independence within a relationship, or like relationship also as an umbrella term, like friendship, dating, um, a yeah. romantic relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, how do you view independence within a relationship? <laughs> my man, my man, my man. Yep, I love saying that. I, I, don't, know why, no I don't know why. No man, no man, no man, no man, no man, no man, no man. My man, no man. Yeah, yeah. Um. I would say, like I said earlier, I think it's just you said independence in a relationship. Yes. Um, just be like, you know, as much as I love you, want to be with you and stuff like that, nigga, I need my space. Like I wanna, you know, just like that, just say nigga, I need my space. Yeah. Like, okay. The fuck? I need my space. Okay. <laughs> or just be like, hey, or of course give honest communication. You can't say that to anyone. But you know, okay. formulate it to where you can say in an open, communicatory way of like, hey, um, I am not feeling like going out. I just want to chill at home and relax, you know, by myself. It's been a stressful day and everything. Um, this is and this is not to say I don't want to be around you. It's just I need my space. And if they're sound like someone I know, and if they're understanding, they're understanding, then they'll be like, okay, that's totally fine. You know? No, um, how dare you? No, no, I'm really. No, literally, I was in a situation where I, mm, mm, mm. men won. No, no, not men. Won. <laughs> Don't do me. Not men won. My boyfriend. Your boyfriend. My boyfriend. <laughs> and he was like, it was during winter break, and we would literally like spend the whole like, mm-hmm. end your week with each other, sleeping in the same bed. He's like, we can't do that. He's like, one, because you know, shacking up, that's not appropriate. But two, because he's like, we're gonna be dependent on like. When we go to bed every night, we're sleeping in the same bed. We're getting too comfortable, like just like relying on each other just to be there twenty four seven. When we or when school starts or life starts, we have other responsibilities and like mm-hmm. they'll start kicking in, huh? That is true. Yeah, Jeremy. Oh, you said that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was telling him about like he was like we can't sleep in the same bed every night. I go home sometimes because like we would be dependent on each other to like fall asleep with each other every single night. Yes, it's, that is true. Because when he leaves, I'm like, Damn! and then she don't never want to come in my room. Corbin just like witnessing what I have to do with. Because at first she was like, Corbin, don't call me. Damn, no one come in my room. <laughs> nah, let's be realistic. No, let's be realistic. Here I am trying to find my own happiness, right, and trying to bring my friends into my happiness. I like my room a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like ten, nice. ten, ten, ten. Like us to hang out in her room. But like, I like when people come and hang out in my room. I don't mind the living room. The living room is so cool, but it's just so big. It's like not intimate enough. But you know, you know how I acknowledged that and made a difference for you. I was like, Shay, let's go hang out with your room, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm so not. But the thing about it, she like, said, I'm, I'm she so said like, no. 
for six months. All of a sudden in January, she's like, let's go. Because you room. keep telling me you want that, so I'm giving you what you want. Yeah. But I'm not used. To, it was abrupt. It was very acute. You know what? I feel like if you if you want to make it more cozy, I I, I this is me. <laughs> In the living room, I'm like having string lights. I'm putting string lights on my, my living room. No, she's with your couch. She just yeah. stop. <laughs> she's just used to like people. Okay, stop. here's Shanae's. Here's Shanae's dealio. Mm -hmm. she, in undergrad, everyone came to her room 24 seven. That was her yeah. hangout spot. So now she's used to people coming into her room to hang out. And I'm like, we literally have a living room that has like it's so spacious. We can like hang out there. Mm -hmm. She's like, no. And I'm like. Where am I gonna get on your bed? I don't know if I can get on your bed some days or not. Okay. <laughs> we all grow today. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about because I don't want people on my bed with apple tech. No, I that, nothing. I, I don't have her. sex, Destiny. I don't know why you keep talking about it. <laughs> what? That's why she she be scared. She's a virgin. I'm a virgin. I've been telling her for like six months now. Where have you been? Honestly, she has. Where have you been? I, I don't know. I guess this is what happened when you don't text me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's not no celibate. I don't have sex. You can do year not celibate. I don't have sex. I make love. No, There's I a difference. Oh. Yikes. Um <laughs> You know, independence. <laughs> 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 oh, and Lastly, the last thing I'm gonna say: What are some tips for people who are battling with independence, finding themselves living alone in their twenties? Three tips right now, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Three tips. Um. Number one. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> the liquor. I no, 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 I'm really trying to like think genuinely because I'm like, I don't want to say stuff that people are keep really like, yeah, like oh self-love yourself. Like, no, yeah. you have to break that down. That's easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Um to be independent. One one quote that I like to say is um be reckless, but with good intentions and good company. I say that. Be reckless, but make sure that you have a solid group of people in your corner who will be healthy to you and for you and telling you the truth of what you need, feedback on what can help you grow, and love and overall support. Perfect. If you have that in your group, you shooting off for yourself to go be independent will never, ever, because you at least need to have a solid foundation of people you can and then even if you're independent so even having that you'll know that the people around you and the base that you have is solidified before you launch it before you before a rocket can launch off it has to have that good foundation period and so when you decide to you know be reckless go out take new adventure go on a journey you have to have that number two love Never knew and love and be patient I realized a lot of stuff personally and just around me was not all love. I was also in a bitter place the past few years. Mm. It was. Wow. And I would always, I would always Let's put, hear what that sounds wow. like. I would put out this energy of just like, uh, uh, uh. Yes. And I realized that's not 
always me. I know I have to present that sometimes for my own protection. Yeah. But I really am a nice person. A lover boy. Yeah. You see, nah! you see the switch up that I made? The switch up that I made? I know. Lover boy. Uh, I'm a city girl outside, but I got a Barney heart. Uh, <laughs> Barney? Yeah. He was a pedophile. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Or he was a drug addict or something. Okay, okay. There was some okay, Elmo, Elmo, Elmo. I have an Elmo heart. Let's just let you know what. Let's can I, okay. I can have. A, I was gonna say Kermit. <laughs> um, what's your thing? What was it? Baby Bob. I can be Baby Bob. Baby bottle pop. Oh baby bottle pop. Oh yeah, he was taking drugs. Oh, he, he was, was taking drugs. Yeah. Cocaine, co- cocaine, cocaine, and his purple tail in the suit. Okay, not the man who who was in the Barney suit. Mm-hmm. Barney, like cartoon Barney. <laughs> I'm actually like, oh lord. Um, anyway, get back to the topic. Yeah, uh, just love have, and be patient. Love and be patient of not yourself. It's hard to do it for yourself, but when you see it in your friends and those around you, the love you give off will come back to you. And oh. ricochets. Life is like that. Like when I genuinely am nice and caring and like such like like people in customer service my friends and everything like i show them love and see them through a lens of love mm-hmm. i get that back and i see myself and give myself the grace to be like hey this is self-love i am you know looking good like i wore a crop top out to brunch the other day you know i got a compliment from a black woman a lovely black woman i gave her one back and in that moment she was like i really feel the self-love coming from us and i was like you know i feel that too and it was it was a it was a brunch last week i was like yes um so i would say love and be patient around you because you never know what can come back to you Um, and last but not least the third step for being independent (laughs) what (laughs) what happened besides calling shanae um the third step sorry i'm like really trying to think about this and if y'all want to hop in y'all can also say what y'all think the third step might be um if there's no number three it's okay no it is this a number three i think I, i haven't found it so setting boundaries okay you know that that can work. Yes, that can be number three. Set your boundaries, set your boundaries ahead, of time. ahead of time. Do you elaborate on that? Yeah. Okay, I would say set your boundaries because it's harder to like build boundaries when you're already in like a situation. Mm-hmm. So if you go into situations and you're like looking for certain things, set that boundary ahead of time and protect your peace. Is a main step of being independent, primarily because like if you're not protecting yourself people will take your independence and use it against you in a negative way. So you need to set that boundary and protect yourself while going in and also allowing yourself to trust people. That's all I gotta say. No, I love that. I, that I got lost. No, I, yes, that is, that is the third and one of the best steps, okay? Setting boundaries. Because even if you are giving love and you are making sure you have that good foundation, a boundary of your friends, your family, and your loved ones and relationships is going to be key to realizing to not make you because honestly, any one of those mess if those relationships mess up can make you either more hyper dependent because yeah. people can be like, I've been wronged, yeah. or codependent if people are always taking care of you. Yeah. So set those boundaries. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> so, what was it? Love, have love and patience, set a good foundation, set your boundaries Period. with those around you. Period. Yeah. Um, a big shout out to Corwin for coming on this episode. Thank you for having me. Period. Um, tap into Corwin's podcast episode whenever it comes out. Um, <laughs> that's the tea. Whenever he decides to actually launch it a year later. Um, anyway, I am waiting, and if he, he knows he's listening. Um, I'm waiting for someone, but you know what? Maybe I should look at that ballot when it's not. Yeah, that's it for just two black girls. Bye, guys. Bye.